Ladies and gentlemen, we have an incredible Combat Sports Saturday's slate tonight as we have UFC Fight Night Luque versus RDA or Rafael Dos Anjos. So let's go ahead and get into it, bottom all the way to the top. So first fight on the card, we have Juliana Miller, the tough 30 winner who had an incredible win against uh, Brogan Walker in her in her fight to come into the UFC. But uh, her, last fought, her last fight was against Veronica Hardy. Uh, in which she lost 30-27 across the board by decision. And, you know, Hardy outstruck Miller, and she's able to take her down multiple times. According to UFCstats.com, she controlled the ground time for seven and a half minutes out of the 15 in a regular three-round fight. Um, but Miller does have the grappling to watch out for at flyweight. Um, and if she can be a little bit more aggressive on the feet against someone like Santos, who is currently 23 years old, and uh, she has the type of submission game to win this fight in her debut against against Juliana Miller, the tough 30 winner. Um, Luana definitely needs to use her ground game and control the fight on the ground because if she can, I think she's going to win this one easily. So I think it's going to be Santos by decision in this one. Now we have Damon Blackshear versus Jose Johnson. So for Blackshear, I mean, in his last fight, he secured a great win over Luan Lacerda with, you know, he has a very long rangey style at Bantamweight and um, you know, he's very flat-footed, and he has a Muay Thai-like style, and he's and he's very flat-footed, but when he is in close, you know, he's throwing one-two shots, and he's just throwing shots straight down the middle with teeps and straight punches, and um, he eventually wore down uh, Lacerda, and Lacerda kept trying to go for a submission, but uh, Blackshear was able to take control of that and was able to control him on the ground um, and was able to get out of those submission positions that he was in. Um, and then he was able to finish. But if he can be a little bit more active, whereas someone like Jose Johnson, the guy that he's going up against, he has the threat of the KOs. And I think that Johnson is going to be able to throw him a little bit off of the of the um, type of game that Blackshear brings to the to the fight. Um, so look for so look for Johnson to probably win this one. Um by by a little bit more of aggression and on and on top of that possibly by KO because she he definitely has the power to do so. So look for Johnson by finish. Now the next one we have is Jacqueline Amarim versus Montessarat Ruiz. So for Amarim, I mean her first I mean the one thing that she has is exceptional grappling and also she has the ability to take down fighters constantly and she also has the ability to show off her great jujitsu. But um when she fought against Sam Hughes, uh you know she showed her great uh, submission threat that she had um, but when she kept trying to take the fight to the ground and have these bad shots going in on Hughes and then she was trying to pull guard constantly that kind of wore her out and then uh, Hughes was able to take control of the fight landing 60.8% of her total strikes to end the fight um, so I think for Emmerim she really needs to get this fight on the ground but uh, Ruiz, Ruiz has um, you know she's been gone for two years um after after losing her for, after losing her last fight to Amanda Lamosh, uh, who's actually fighting I think next week, um, she put up 136 total strikes in her debut. Uh, Ruiz did, landing 81 percent according to the Google stats. Looking up on the fight, um, so if she brings the constant output that uh, Sam Hughes did on on Amarim, personally, I think that Ruiz is going to win this one. So I think Ruiz is going to win this one by decision. Now the next one we have is Martin Boudet. 
versus uh, Josh Parisian. So for Boudet, you know, in his debut, he put on a great performance win against Chris Barnett, and he was able to use his his size and his height and his weight also to um, – well, mainly, mainly a size to control Barnett in the fight. And then also he was able to take control uh, with his striking. And, and right now he's averaging just above 40% with his significant strikes. Um, and for Parisian, I mean, Parisian, if he can use the wrestling and if he can use that wrestling that he had uh, to secure the win like he did against Alan Badeau, which even though he got hurt in that fight, he used his wrestling and was able to wear down Badeau and then was able to finish him. But uh, Parisian can get tired really quickly, so I think that the the best way for a Parisian to win this one is if he can, if he can take him down and hold him there. Even though that's probably going to be a really tough task against someone like Bidet, but I think I got Parisian by decision for this one. Now we have Francis Marshall versus Isaac Dolgarian. Uh, so for for Marshall, I mean he's seven and one as a pro, and he lost his last fight against William Gomez, who uh, he landed more but threw less, and Francis. Uh, threw a little bit more, excuse me, he threw a little bit more, um, but was able to land, um, you know, the more shots out of, out of that fight. But uh, when he fought against uh, Rojo, I mean, he was able to um, get him, Rojo was, was making him kind of engage, and then Marshall started to uh, clip him, and then he was able to take him down in the first, and then after that, in the second, he finished him. Um, but in this fight, I think that if Francis can slow down a little bit with his output um, and use his takedown wrestling pressure that he has against Dogorian, he could probably win this fight. Um, and he needs to take him down against the cage. But Dogorian, I mean, Dolgarian, if he's able to um, put on the performances that he's had and he's won every single fight by by like the finish by finish in the first round whether it's submission or or k or tko according to tapology.com there hasn't been a fight that you see that he has had as a pro um that he hasn't finished in the first so if he shows his power and and if also he can um stay away from that wrestling pressure that marshall has i think that marshall's gonna win this one but i think marshall's gonna win this one by decision by constantly using his grappling and now we have terrence mckinney one of the guys who i met at ufc 287 really nice dude um, he's going up against Mike Breeden. So for McKenney, I mean, he's coming off of his last two fights, but I mean, you know, his, he is very, uh, he's very strong with, with how well he throws these punches. When he throws his punches, he, he carries a lot of power. He's very fast and he has a very explosive style as he has a wide stance. Um, and also his sharp straight punches and his powerful strikes. I mean, he loves, he loves his power shots. And on top of that, he's used his grappling skills in the past few fights. And, you know, he's been able to put up uh, amazing submission wins. Um, and he comes out guns blazing and if he can be calculated and if he can, on top of that, just use his, use his striking that, that got him to the dance in the first place. I mean, when he fought Drew Dober, I mean, he came out really aggressive and then dropped him and then, you know, Drew was able to drop him, uh, and, and finish McKenney. But if McKenney can, can, uh, in, in his last fight, he really showed glimpses of his wrestling, but, um, when he was getting pressured and was pushed against the cage, um, that's where Nazim was able to take him down, uh, was actually able to counter a shot from McKenney, and then uh, McKenney got, got finished by submission. So for Breeden, if Breeden, who is just coming off of a loss against Nathan Levy, uh, which, you know, right now he, he puts out a really big output, throwing 221 strikes and almost landed 50% of his significant strikes, according to uh, Google stats from his last fight. 
Um, you know, he has a very high guard. He has a he has a moving forward style, but um, he has to be very weary of the takedowns from McKinney. And uh, even though even though his last fight um, landed, like even though in his last fight uh, he landed his own takedowns in that performance, Breeden really needs to be aware of that wrestling style and also that aggressive style from McKinney. So I think that McKinney is going to win this one by finish, whether it, that's a submission or or uh, by a KO or TKO. Now you have J.P. Bays versus Marcus McGee. For Bays, I mean, his last fight was against Cody Durden, in which he lost by KO. Now he is at Bantamweight, and he will be look he he will look to defeat the very crisp striker that is Marcus McGee. So McGee has. Um, so for, for buys, I mean, he has, he has five wins by submission and three wins by KO and TKO finishes according to tapology.com. Um, and if he can use that wrestling that he has in closing distance against someone like McGee, he was very rangy. And on top of that, he uses his, his leaping attacks and also his kicks to close the distance multiple times on different opponents. I think that he's going to be able to beat, um, I think that he's going to be able to, uh, beat Bays. So look for McGee to use that striking that he has the the kicks the leaping attacks and on top of that his his crisp um you know straight shots that he throws so i think that mcgee is going to win this one by finish now the next one we have is josh fremd versus jamie pickett so for so for fremd he is 6-4 and also he had a really great win against cedricus dumas which i mean he got clipped in the first but then was able to clip dumas back and was able to take him down um and then he was able to submit. It. He was able to submit him in the second, um, you know. And he's been able to get controlled on the ground as well. Fremd has. I mean, he got picked apart a little bit by Gore's uh, Trayshawn Gore's wrestling, uh, and then he got submitted. But you know, when he shows, when Fremd shows that jab and also his his kicks um, and also his leg kicks as well, in particular, um, he's able to close the distance for takedowns. Um, so if if Fremd can establish the jab and keep and keep pick it away. I think that's what's going to win him the fight. However, I think that with Pickett, I mean, Pickett has to make this fight dirty and he has to get on the inside of that jab. And his explosive power and speed, he really needs to do something like that to, to close the distance and on top of that, try to search for a finish. But I think Friend is going to win this one ultimately by submission. Now, the next one we have is AJ Dobson versus Tefon Nanchukwi. So for AJ Dobson, I mean, he has heavy hands and pure strength. And he really showed that against his win against uh, Hashem Argaga. I think that's how you say his name um, on the on the contender series, which was, an great, which was a great win for him. Um, but, you know, ever since that, ever since coming into the UFC, he's 0-2. Um, at, at the UFC and on top of that his record right now is six and two. Um he has a very high guard with lightning quick striking and you know he was taken down by Mulcoon in the first in the first fight under the UFC banner and he was controlled a little bit but then he switched it back up um and and turned to wrestling against Armin Petrosian uh and was able to take him down but he just got outlanded a little bit. So Dobson has the ability to to bring his potential and, and level up in the UFC rankings. And I think he's going to be able to do that if he can beat Nchukwi. And he's a, and Nchukwi is an awfully, you know, accurate striker. He's very accurate and he also has incredible power with a high guard. And, um, you know, he's also a, a former champion for the uh, WKA, the World Kickboxing Association. He's a, he's a former champion. Um, and he has, and he has to be active in this matchup in order to keep up with Dobson. But personally, I think that Dobson is just going to constantly pressure forward, and I think he's going to finish this one, and he's probably going to pick him apart at range. So the next one we have is Poliana Viana versus Jasmine Lucindo. So for Viana, I mean, she has a very upright style, uh, fast hand speed, great kicks, and and just on top of that, like 
besides her fast hand speed, she's just very quick in general. And she also has ex- she has an exceptional ground game with great submissions, and uh, her striking is very well. And um, if she's able to use that use that um, that slick submission game against someone who's as great as a grappler as Lucindo, I mean, as she was able to dominate uh, Brogan Walker in her last fight, and then she was able to land over fifty percent of her takedowns against Brogan Walker in her last fight. Um, I think Viana's probably going to win this one by decision over Lin, uh, Lucindo. Now, the next one we have is Chris Dawkins making his move down to 205. And we have Khalil Roundtree as his opponent. So, for Dawkins, I mean, Dawkins, this is his chance to start over, um, over like, at a new weight division. And I think this is probably a good move for him. But for Dawkins, um, in his last few fights, I mean, before he fought Derek Lewis, he had four KOs in the UFC. Don't forget about that. Um, and his hand speed and his constant pressure and, and his power goes to show how how truly dangerous he is. And for him to go up against someone like Khalil Roundtree, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. But, you know, his style for Dawkins, I mean, he has a very bouncy fighting style. And, uh, you know, he really uses his movements well. And he uses his timing to set up combinations. And he puts out a lot of punches that, you know, he can he can win. Uh, if, he, if he puts out a constant output... And if he's also not just constantly pressuring like he did in his last fight at heavyweight when he fought against Rosenstrike and he got caught into a slug face early and then he got and he got knocked out, that's one thing that he cannot do. And even though he was getting, even though he was trying to pick apart Derek, Derek was able to cut off the cage and he was able to get him against the cage and he was able to just unload on on Dawkins and that that's how he got finished. So if he can be aggressive yet calculated and he's not just going out there just to throw out the technique out the window, I think he might be able to win this fight. Now for Khalil Roundtree, I mean, he's on a three-fight win streak. And on top of that, when he fought Carl Robertson, I mean, my goodness, the power that he possesses. And, you know, he had a weird, awkward stance the last time we saw him fight. Uh, well, not the last time we saw him fight, but when we when we saw him fight uh, uh, Robertson, you know, he was leaning over. Um, and on top of that, his kicks, his kicks were absolutely insane. And like, you can just take a look at the Modestus Bukowskis fight because his kicking technique is insane. And, um, you know, he has his Muay Thai technique and he just picks apart legs at will. Um, so I think that for this one, I think Khalil Roundtree is going to get the win by finish. Uh, I don't know what round, but it's going to be a really fun fight to watch there. Now for the co-main event, we have Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dewodu. Now, so for Cub Swanson, I mean, he's an absolute savage. He's gone up against the likes of Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier, um, Charles Oliveira, and Frankie Edgar. You know, he's very aggressive uh, with with the striking. He's he's very fast, um, and also he has insane power at one forty five. Um, with when he fought against Darren uh, Darren Elkins, which is a really fun fight, and also Daniel Pineda with how he showed his his new karate and like he, he had a little bit of a mix of a karate and boxing style um in that fight and was able to just pick apart uh Pineda and his last fight I mean even though he didn't win and he got finished quickly in the first round um he moved down to bantamweight which is a very it's a very interesting move because I because when it comes to something like that I I just don't think he should have put his body through that type of weight cut especially at, at his age and for him to go uh, back up to 145, it's going to be refreshing to see that. Um, but he has to use his speed and perhaps m- maybe mix in a little bit of the wrestling against uh, Hakeem Dewodu. And for, for Dewodu, I mean, he's very strong. And on top of that, too, he's going to be using his boxing to maybe keep Swanson away with his reach. And also, he's probably going to have to use those leg kicks to slow down Swanson because Swanson is very fast. Um, but... 
for for Dewodu, I mean, he got rocked in his last fight against Julian Arozo, which was a very hard fight for uh, for Dewodu, even though he just got all that activity that he that he can kind of bring to fights. Uh, Arozo was just able to to just have it have an answer for him. Um, and was able to just was able to just keep him at bay and was able to win by decision. So I think that for this one, I think it might be Swanson by finish. And also, I met Swanson. Um, he's a really nice dude, really chill dude. I went up to him. I didn't want to be disrespectful. Um, I was just like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" He was like, "All right, good to see you." So that was good. And now for the main event, we have Vincente Luque versus RDA. I also met Luque in at UFC 287. Very fortunate to see him. Um, and then for this fight right here, I mean, it's going to be a very interesting fight um, because of how similar both of these guys are. Now for Luque, I mean, for anybody who watches the UFC and knows anything about Vincente Luque, he's not in a boring fight. He will constantly come forward and he will try to take your head off at all times. And um, when he goes up against anybody, he's, he's willing to put him, his entire life on the line to win. And I understand that's like that's like one thing that a lot of people say all the time. But in his last fight, apparently he had internal brain bleeding in the fight versus Jeff Neal, in which he lost by KO. Um, you know, but he has a very devastating striking style, and he has a very bouncy style, um, and he has a bunch of wins by KO and TKO. And the way that he can switch stances and utilizes kicks, and on top of that, just chip away at leg kicks, and. On top of that, when he gets someone against the cage, he tees off on them, and he is willing to to sacrifice everything. I mean, the fight when he fought Brian Barberina, that was an absolute barn burner. Um, and on top of that, when he fought Mike Perry, that was an absolute barn burner as well. So he's he's willing to get down and dirty to win at all costs. But for Luque, I mean, I think in this one, he really needs to be aware of what RDA brings. I mean, RDA has gone up against some of the best guys in the world. I mean, Anthony Pettis. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, Robbie Lawler, Kobe Covington, Kamaru Usman. I mean, he's named, he's fought against so many great guys um, in his career. And also, he used to be the champion uh, at 155. But um, for him to go back up to 170, I think it's a little bit of a smarter idea, um, especially right now in his career, because it's kind of like towards the back end. In his last fight at 155, he lost to Rafael Faziv. Um, and for him to beat uh, Barbarina, that was a great one for, for his last fight. Um, but for RDA, I think that if he, if he uses his experience that he's had to fight in five round fights, especially, um, with his wrestling and striking pressure that he brings, I think if he uses that wrestling, that, that constant, um, the constant wrestling pressure that he brought up against the likes of Paul Felder, um, and also just, you know, when he fought, like, and also he can use the striking that he had against, uh, Hanato Moicano, um, but it really just needs to... I think it relies on how Luke performs with his striking when it goes up against RDA because if RDA can get a hold of Luke when it comes to the grappling, I really think that RDA is going to have Luke in trouble. Uh, so for my official prediction for this one, I think it's going to be RDA by decision. Now, thank you guys listening for the Combat Sports Saturday Slate, and I'll talk to you guys next time.